It's a new season, a new direction, and a new tale of the extraordinary. Much has happened to our heroes these past few months. Officer Sullivan survived a stint at Sing Sing, while silent screen star Randolph Moon was possessed by an elder god, joined a wrestling federation, and produced the first talking musical motion picture. It's a big hit in France. Elsewhere in Europe, famed explorer Little Dicky Broughton has braved vampires, werewolves, and giant robot spiders. Oh my! To be by his father's deathbed. In the meantime, he and his companions have discovered what it is to be noble. With his father's blessing and considerable fortune, they now plan to use their extraordinary talents to fight evil throughout the world. They just have to think up a name first. Unfortunately, the funeral of Dickie's now late father is probably not the best time to do it. I got it. The Society of the Do-Gooders, the STDs. Has a nice ring to it. Really? You've been working on this for a week and that's all you've got? Well, I've been a little distracted, okay? In case you haven't noticed, a man has died and his family has needed the kind of consoling and personal attention that only Bev can give, you know. I'm sorry, Bev. It's a fine suggestion. It's just that it seems a little too saccharine. Oh, thank you, sweetie. I didn't... I got it. How about the Society of Extraordinary Gentlemen? More like unextraordinary gentlemen if you've got Dickie in the group. Besides, in case you haven't noticed, the females in this group outnumber you fellas three to two. Isadora is a woman. Shh! Isadora, please. This is a solemn occasion. Sorry, mistress. This ritual, it confuses me. His bird has flown and not returned. Being silent will not bring it back. I'm afraid you lost me there, Daisy. Her people believe that the soul is a bird-like entity that flies from the body at will, especially during sleep. If it returns, you wake up. If it does not, you're dead. Oh, that is so sweet. And just what are you lot chatting about, hmm? Or in the case of our Patagonian friend here, barking? Isadora is not a dog. Not that kind. Uh, Never mind. Perhaps the association of barking madmen? I'm sorry, what? Oh, we're still working on the name of our new organization in honor of your poor father. Ah, I see. I still rather like something with avenging, such as the League of Avenging Justice. Wasn't the idea of this club to stop the bad people before they do the bad things? Avenging implies that they've already won. Oops, we'll get them next time, I promise. No need to be snarky, my dear. What about League of Extraordinary Justice? That sure is a lot of words. I think we should stick to the STD. It's a lot more catchy. Why do we have to be a league? How about a society? Or a tribe? Or or a brotherhood? Why not sisterhood, huh? Touché, Bev. Oh, thanks. Stop it, all of you. League is to reflect our association with the League of Nations Police Force, of course. Oh, it's like a big soup of leaguing, yeah. Won't people get confused if this league is working with the other league? Well, society sounds like a knitting circle or charity organization. Oh, I know. The authority. Hmm, simple. To the point. I don't know. It sounds like we want to rule the world. Don't we? Hey, now! Shh! Let's keep our voices down, yes? Poor Mumsy is already drowning in mourning dresses. The last thing she needs is her guest being given the bum's rush in front of aristocracy. Isadora will be silent, like the dead. 
Uh, poor choice of words there, Daisy. Look, let's think of our assets, hmm? We have a brawler. Is that me or Isadora? No, she's just inhumanly strong and good at tracking. These are not untruths. Right. We have a plucky, if gun-happy, adventuress. Plucky. We have whatever Beverly is. Just think of me as the brains behind the group. More like the mouth. What's that, dear? I'm a little hard of hearing on... On the left side, yes. I know. Moving on. There's Dr. Von Kliegel, super scientist and inventor. And conspicuously not here. Oh, uh, the doc had been taking care of your ma last I saw of him. Oh, dear. What's the matter? Let's just say he has a way with the ladies of a certain vintage. Oh, say no more. Where was I? Hmm. Brawler, giantess, spunky, mouth, super scientist. Explorer extraordinaire, of course. A psychic? Uh, a what now? Hmm? Uh, a psychic. Oh, but you haven't met Vesper yet, have you? Oh, no, Vesper! Shh! I beg your pardon, young man, but do keep it down. Eleanor is becoming quite agitated, I'll have you know. Who? That's Dickie's mama. Oh, I see. Looks like he was right about the old doc here, huh? Excuse me? No time for that now. I think I know what our first mission of the... whatever we are will be. What's that? The rescue of Vesper Kingsley, psychic to the stars. Vesper? But we're... oh no. That's right, Doctor. We're going back to Turkey. Oh my. Miss, I come in, yes? It's your house, Sadat. Do as you wish. I worried you might be indecent, yes? Always good, sir. Oh, I see you've got some goggles now. Yes. After incident last week, I need something more secure. You cannot hit goggles off my head like the sunglasses. Terribly sorry about that, Sadat. But you know, a girl's got to try. Especially when she's been held captive for a month. You do not like to stay my home? My mother cooks delicious meals like this one. For you, it is honor. Oh, my boy. It's nothing personal against you or your mother. Please, put it down over there. As kind as you have been, I am still a prisoner. Please, try think of this as vacation. Most of my vacations do not involve being chained to a wall. What was that? The doorbell, of course. Sounds like Mama's calling. I'd be right back, yes. Hold on, I... Damn it. Missed another chance. Ah, but what's this? Siddharth left a fork on the tray. Again. <laughs> there we go. Just gotta fidget with the lock here. Ah! Sorry to scare you. Here, you dropped your fork. Uh, thank you. I bring good news, yes. You're letting me go? Yes. Really? And then we go on road trip back to Istanbul. To put me on a train home? <laughs> no, no, no. To see Mr. Stavros. At last he has returned, and he wants to speak with you in person. Oh, does he? Yes. Now we have road trip, like real vacation. And what if I try to escape? <laughs> How is that possible? Maybe I picked the lock on these chains with the fork. That is good one. <laughs> Did you hit me? Yes. <laughs> you are so weak. I am amused. <sighs> Can't say I didn't try. 
True. To be safe, I carry to car. Yes. I'd really rather you... So light, too, like teddy bear. I am going to miss you, Vesper Kingsley. I wish I could say the same, Sadat. <laughs> we go now. I've secured a ferry to France, Broughton. We can take the Orient Express back uh, to... Again? I do not look forward to another week of clack-clanking. Oh, what about all the fun we had last time, Dickie old boy? Who knows what adventure we'll find on another run? I'd rather not be diverted from our task any further. I fear what they may have done to Vesper since I last saw her. It's been a month, and only now you worry about her? Well, I only just remembered she was missing. I've had other things on my mind. Rescuing the Doctor from Stavros's man-made island? I was not actually in any danger, I'd like to clarify. Hunting vampires and werewolves in Romagna? And then protecting Mumsy from the gentleman thief? You were unconscious under a stuffed bear for that one, if I recall. And all of these events center around one man, Adonis Stavros. I hope I finally get to meet that scoundrel so I can get my hands around his neck. Unfortunately, there are very few options for quick travel. My air wolf was confiscated by the United States government, and the air bear is still in Turkey at a friend's home. Did I ever tell you about Zeki Unger, composer of the Turkish National Anthem? His actual name is Osman, so his friends call him Oz, you know, like the books by L. Frank Baum. The L, of course, standing for Lyman, so I think you can see where I'm going with this. To Istanbul? Hmm? Oh, right! Istanbul! Constantinople? No, I'm sure it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. It is, Doctor. Captain Britain here just refuses to accept the change. Ah, imperialism never dies, does it? One moment. Did you say the air bear has been in Turkey this whole time? Indeed. Then why didn't we take it here after we escaped the Hydro base? Well, you were so boastful of your ticket for the Orient Express, which you barely even read. I didn't want to disappoint you. And what a fine idea that was, no? I'm not talking to you anymore. Oh, that's too bad, because I was going to suggest we go through Paris. Why is that, Doctor? I'm glad you asked, good sir. Otherwise, my dramatic setup would have been for naught. Ha! I got played like a catgut in a jug band. Well done, sir. Ahem. My reasons are twofold. Onefold? I wish to stop by the League of Nations Police HQ to procure some communicator badges from Agent Duponce. Uh, I don't follow. The badges will allow us to communicate with each other anywhere in the world. How is that possible? Science! I mean, science, young lady. Right. And secondfold, I think it might be nice to reunite with our old friend Randolph Moon and recruit him to our organization. Moon's in Paris? How do you know? Paper, of course. Voila! Let me see that. Well, there's nothing here at all about. Oh, it's not on the front page. I believe it was somewhere in the middle. Rather hard to find, actually, here. Let me show you. Ah, yes. Silent movie legend Randolph Moon flew into Paris today to publicize his film sensation The Artist. I'm sorry, did that say legend? Darn tootin' that man's a legend. That man is the greatest actor of our time. Are we talking about the same man? Why, well, there's only one Randolph Moon. <laughs> 
I've seen everything he's ever done. Why, if it wasn't for his pictures, I would never have left home in search of adventure. How inspiring. I take it your plan was to meet up with Moon and strengthen our forces? What? We're gonna meet him? The Randolph Moon? But how? When? I don't know if I'm ready for that. Should I change? Monty, are you sweating? Me? No. (laughs) It's just a... Um, where's Isadora? Outside with Bev and... Daisy! We're going to meet Randolph Moon! Well, that man is full of surprises. But wait! There's more! Oh? I think a reunion with the good Mr. Moon would help us with our transportation problem. How so? Keep reading! (sighs) Blah blah blah, flown from the States by Clarence Chamberlain, holder of not only the longest distance for a non-stop flight, but also the second non-stop transatlantic flight. Wait, second? Who's the first? Truly? You mean, you don't know about Lindbergh? Is that a cheese? What? No, the American who flew from New York to Paris. Come on, man, this was only three months ago. Where have you been? You mean other than buried beneath the Siberian tundra, kidnapped by Chinese pirates, imprisoned by Hong Kong colonials, battling robotic spiders in India, escaping the clutches of Stavros's Mediterranean island atop a dolphin? All right, point taken. Perhaps we can ask Mr. Chamberlain for the use of his plane, hmm? Ah, good thinking, Doctor. Right over here. Can I borrow that for a moment, Dickie? What's going on? I'm happy for you, my mate. I do not This fellow right here, is he? See? The one who looks like you. What? That's what it was about you I thought was familiar. Ah, yes. I see the resemblance now. It may be true that I modeled my fashion and hairstyle and maybe a little of my magnetic smirk after Slick Randy Moon. Can't believe I never noticed before. How very sad. Now, Dickie. Okay, yeah, maybe a little. Isadora thinks you are much taller. Thank you. Let's see what the paper says here. Okay. In typical dramatic fashion, Mr. Moon and Chamberlain touched down at Le Burget where throngs of fans greeted them enthusiastically. You hear that, Colonel? Sounds like home. I can't hear much, Moon. 33 hours in that tin can and my ears are still ringing. That's probably for the best. What are they shouting? Uh, uh, Randy. Randy. It's a pet name they have for me here. You sure? It sounds a little like... Definitely. And hey, what's important is that you just earned another world record, pal. First to cross the Atlantic with two passengers. Oh, hey, Stanley. Is it safe, Randolph? You can come out of the cockpit now. We've landed. I think I'm going to throw up. Again? Mind the fabric on the hull this time. You already stay on the other side of the vessel. I'm still very sorry about that, Colonel Chamberlain. Hey, hey, why is the crowd shouting Lindy? Randy! What? They're, they're shouting Randy. Oh, right. Randy, of course. Because it'd be pretty embarrassing if they were shouting Lindy. Stanley! Lindbergh! Where? Had nobody. I should have been the first to cross me! Uh oh. I know, Colonel, I know! If not for that injunction that grounded me, you would have beaten him to it, I know. I swear, if I ever find my former navigator again, I'll make sure he's a former living person as well! Who goes to court because they were fired? What kind of world do we live in, huh? Sorry. Maybe we should change the subject. Hmm. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen. Rents, Stanley. Oh, right. Madames and Monsieurs. Please, let me. People of the city of Paris. It is I, Randolph Moon, the star 
It's called The Artist here, Randolph. Randolph Moon! The Artist! Your Artist. Once I heard about the love the beautiful French people, hey to you too, doll, have for my movie, I flew here as fast as I could on the trusted wings of the famous Clarence Chamberlain's Miss Columbia. Colonel Chamberlain, of course, being the holder of the record for longest non-stop flight just this summer. Bah! Monsieur Moon, what is your intention here in Paris? Your film has, for two weeks, been showing here already. And I intend to visit every theater that is showing that picture and let them know Randolph Moon appreciates their love. I've always felt a kinship with the French peoples. Will you be taking up residence here permanently? Will I be... I can't say I've ever thought about it. I... After all, you are still uh, married to the famous cabaret performer uh, Mr. Nett, no? Ah, yes. About that. I also wanted to come to your great land and let my dear Mr. Nett know that I forgive her for the many attempts on my life. I know she did it out of her intense passion for, well, this. And I challenge her to meet me underneath the Arc de Triomphe tomorrow at noon to annul our marriage. But why? Well, because it was an act of passion. And if she truly loves the Randolph Moon, the best thing to do is to free our wild souls. I believe it was Shakespeare who said, Oh no. If you love someone, set them free. That wasn't Shakespeare, Randolph. That was one of your films. Oh, like they know. The French. Oh, God. And so, people of the city, I hope to see you there. As I hope to see Miss Get, because her selfless act will make it possible for all of France to love the Randolph Moon. Start up the plane, Colonel. I want to go home. We have arrived, Miss Vesper. So I see. But arrived where? Mr. Stavros' yacht. We're meeting here. <laughs> oh, no. We are going to Hydro Base, Mr. Stavros' island. He built it from hands. From what? Hands, you know, by scratch. Oh, right. Did I speak mistake? You're doing just fine, dear. Go on. If you please, I must blindfold you again. Why? Your sunglasses should protect you from my talents. But you cannot see where we are going. It is secret. Wait a moment. I know that sound. Yes, it is a tomaton. Oh, no, you don't. You're not putting me in that steel monster. I saw what you did to Dickie. You do not understand, Miss Vesper. It is all... Don't care how strong you are. A knee to the groin works every time. Stop! Do not hurt her! That thing almost broke me in two with one hit. I am sorry, Miss Vesper. It was only following orders. To take me to your island? No, no, to stop you from fleeing. It is not here to trap you. It is bringing another guest for Mr. Stavros. What? Who? Where am I? Whoever you are, you have messed with the wrong Serb. I am a god! 
You hear me? A master of elemental forces! Oh. Hello, madam. Hello, crazy person. Crazy? No. No, I am not crazy. I am the sanest man on earth. If you please to be getting on the boat now, Miss Vesper and Mr. Tesla, I will use force if necessary. Did you say Tesla? You may command my body, but my mind is limitless. It can harness cosmic rays to do my bidding. Just get on the boat before I shoot you, yes? Ah, right. Onto the boat then. This is going to be one hell of a ride. She can say that again, as Vesper is whisked away with a mad Serb to an island filled with oiled Grecians. Randolph Moon has arrived in Paris to take over that nation's female populace. Just as the League of the Society of Do-Gooding Brotherhoods of Macaulay was attempting to finally unite everyone together. Ah well, nothing ever works out the way you expect, does it? But here's what you can expect next episode. More action, more thrills, and more adventure as we return to Turkey for second helpings. Don't worry, folks. Everyone's favorite lawyer-turned-radio announcer, Eddie Tate, will also make his appearance. It's just that Mr. Moon couldn't afford to fly everyone, you see. Some people, and chimps, had to take the economy class on a sea vessel. Thanks a lot, Mr. Moon. I digress. But don't you digress away from this internet channel before we bring you the continuation of the League! Of something, only on Tales of the Extraordinary! This is Beverly Varvila, the brains behind STD, Society of the Do-Gooders. There has been a rash of crime out there in the world, and STD is here to clear it up. Now you may be wondering to yourself, how could I be a part of STD, the Society of the Do-Gooders? We are recruiting new recruits to the STD program. That's right, folks. Contact us now, and you too can be a carrier of an STD membership card. My village has suffered quite a bit of crime recently. How might I contract an STD to assist us? Well, sir, good news for you is that STD is spreading far and wide. That's right, you might already have someone in your neighborhood who is a carrier of an STD membership card. Actually, I must confess, I'm already a carrier of an STD. Excuse me? What is going on? Bev, Beverly Vavle, where have you been? We've been having a meeting and you aren't there. I, I'm doing an STD commercial for the Society of the Do-Gooders. No, I've told Wait. you, no, what? no STD. No. But Dickie... Dickie says no to STDs, all right? Who is this man? He was in the funeral. He was? He was carrying the casket of your daddy. Oh, hello. Hello, I'm Charles, the florist. He's recruited to the STDs. We have an STD florist already. Yes. Yes. I'm going to go now and never think of this again. Give me an S, give me a T, give me a D, give me an STD. I'm telling you, this is going to catch on. Oh, God.